Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Just a little heads up, this episode of White Wine Question Time features some rather strong and fruity language. So if you're listening around children, you might want to pop your headphones on. Hello and welcome to White Wine Question Time, the podcast that asks its guests three thought-provoking questions over three glasses of wine. And my guests this week, well, they're exactly the same as they were last week. So good, we couldn't contain them in just one episode and have decided to run it as a two-parter. They are the king and queen of chat, especially when it comes to ruling daytime television. No surnames necessary. This is part two of a fascinating conversation with Richard and Judy. So, are you ready, Richard and Judy, for your third and final question? I wanted to talk about resets because, Judy, you made the decision to stop working on screen years ago and have reset your own professional life um, as a writer. Richard, you weren't ready to do that. So for the first time, actually, one went left and one went right in your professional lives. How how have you managed to stay together, stay tight, because you seem as tight as ever while stepping away from each other, recarving your own identities? Hmm. I don't know. I've never thought about it like that. Um... We are incredibly close, always have been. And yes, we work together. So obviously that, and there were many years that we worked, we worked together. How many years? 30 years? 21. Uh, well, no, if you include yeah, Granada Report, 20, 21 on This Morning and Richard and Julie on Channel 4, and about uh, 82, 88, six years on regionals for that. So that's 27 years. And we still do the book club together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, we write a column but, together. But in terms of television, uh, yeah. it doesn't... Um, Obviously, I think working together for so long has has bonded us 
more tightly than than uh, maybe if we had two completely separate jobs i don't know yeah uh, i mean you i think the thing is when you're presenting a show like of the kind that we presented it's very instinctive you know you're doing sort of interviews all the time you're doing um interviews with complete strangers you're doing serious interviews you're also doing interviews with ordinary people who've been through extraordinary experiences and you're also interviewing celebrities obviously and it kind of does give you a i think it did form a kind of extra telepathic muscle between us it must have done i mean i think we yeah. quite often knew what we were doing but it, it was so fully, by the time I decided I wanted, I'd had enough, um, I, 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 I think that you and I were something completely different anyway. It just didn't, it just didn't matter, did it? I mean, no. we were, we, it didn't make any difference at all that we were no longer spending, that, you know, when you go and do GMB, I'm still here in bed. I'm happy to say when he gets up. <laughs> yeah. <back at> dawn. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, in bed, yeah. Um, uh, it, but it doesn't yeah. make any difference at all to our relationship. Uh, no. I, Isn't I that just... remarkable, though? Isn't that remarkable after well, all of those no, because, years where because, because you were I... hand in glove professionally? Well, yeah. I can, yeah, but I can see that from the outside, it looks as if, as you say, we were bonded, you know, in, in our professional lives together, and now we're not. But actually, here in the inside, we sort of still are. I'll, I'll explain why. I mean, firstly, since 2001, we've been, we write a weekly double-page column for, for a national newspaper, and we need to talk to each mm -hmm. other about what the other... But we, we need to divide up the things we're going to write about, because it's, it's, it's very topical. Um, you know, who, well, I want to write about this this week. No, you wrote about it last week. Oh, OK. So we, we're, in, we're constantly in conversation about that, and we show each other what we've written. So we're still working together to produce a double-page a double page with our pictures on it. We run the... As you said earlier, we run the book club, which is, which is very, you know, busy, and we do, we do our own podcast where the two of us interview the authors, the six authors that we picked every three months. So we're still doing interviews together like that. But in terms of what I do on my own, which at the moment is Good Morning Britain, although I've, who, who knows how, how long that'll go on for? I'm, you know, I kind of do it month to month at the moment, and I'm very happy to. You know, it's it's that that's I quite like operating at that level. I've I've had my main career curve. You know, I'm not seeking some another huge kind of career arc. We'll see what happens, but I enjoy it. I enjoy doing it. But when I come home from from doing a Good Morning Britain, because Judy spent you know decades in that area of of, of television and journalism, she knows straight away. But when she asks, you know, how did it go? And I start telling her, she knows what I'm talking about because she's done it. So I, I'll talk about maybe a cabinet minister who wouldn't give a straight answer and had to get, we had to get quite heavy with him. Or I'll talk about a cock up that I've made. I've said something that I shouldn't have done. I'm going to have to bloody deal with it, you know, t tomorrow. And she gets it. You know, she's, she's been there. She's been there with me. She, I don't, I, you know, we have a shorthand. I don't have to explain it to her. You know, it's not like she's a bank manager retired. You know, she's a television presenter retired. Um, and so it's, it's that kind of, instant understanding and um, comprehension is, is is totally there. So mm. we're not actually as detached. I suppose we're a bit semi-detached, but we're not detached in the way that it might seem yeah. to outsiders like you. Yeah. Well, it's, I think it's just because we've known, I mean, you know, it's you are Richard and Judy, you are Ant and Deck. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's the, yeah, the yeah. and is, is not a separate word. It's just all one word, Richard and Judy. Yes. And that's yeah. how the, the audience, the public have grown up with you. You yes. are... Yeah. You are, you are inextricably linked in the eyes of the public. And yet you have both... Um, I mean, I love the way that people report that Judy's retired. Actually, I think you'll find that Judy is as busy as ever. I really get quite annoyed <laughs> about this when I read it, Judy, because you're running Britain's biggest book club. You write a weekly column. You host a podcast. And by the way, you're way past the age of retirement. So you should have your feet up, but you don't. And no, I don't. I, the I other thing I, that... You don't! 
You're really busy. You and you're writing novels. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think people, that's the thing about being on telly. If you if you're being on if you stop being on telly, everybody thinks you disappear. But actually, yeah, <laughs> there is life outside a television studio. There's quite a lot of interesting things to do outside television, as I'm as I'm finding out. And I actually, I must admit, I quite enjoy Richard um, still doing a, a topical program because I can kind of. Uh, as you say, I mean, I relate to it instantly. If you if you if you come home complaining about a particular interviewee or a particular celebrity or something, I, I quite enjoy that. It makes mm. me feel kind of part of it and everything yeah. as well. Yeah. But yeah. that happens to get up really early, have your hair and makeup done, and go through all of the other stuff that goes oh. along. So, yeah, I know. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah. being you can keep I mean, that. You can picnic on it, Judy. You can just take a few bites of your sandwich and then put it back down again. Absolutely, absolutely. That's a good analogy. Yeah. Being 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 a woman on television is just such harder work, you know, because of because of the imagery involved. Basically, I mean, I get up at four fifteen. Now that is pushing it. I am pushing it, but you know. Hopefully at this stage in my career, I sort of know what I'm doing. So I don't really need to get there much earlier. But I get up at 4.15 uh, and I'm ha having a meeting with Susanna and the producer at five o'clock uh, in her dressing room. Um, and then we're on air at six. And I quite like that kick, bollock, rush and scramble. But the women who are presenting the programme, whether it's Susanna or, or, or Ranveer or Charlotte, whatever, you know, they have to get up at 3.15 because there is just the simple fact of hair and makeup. You know, it, it, it can't be denied. It's just part and parcel of it. Um, and men don't have to put up with that. You know, you can sort of, you know, you can get in and in the, in the meeting, you can be shaving with your electric razor. Uh, you can be, you know, sort of, I wash my hair the night before. Mm. You know, it's, it's, so, it's much easier if you're a bloke. And, and you just step into a suit. Um, so th th there's a lot more involved in, in, in personal prep, well, as you know, in, in personal preparation. And in, on, on breakfast television, that means getting up really in the middle of the night. Mm. I get up sort of getting it closer is. to dawn. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it is the middle of the night. I, I think some people find um, it utterly baffling, Judy, that you've chosen to walk away from a career on camera. I, I really get it. And I really, I, I have a lot of friends that, that work in our business. And I quite often say when they start to, sort of realise levels of anxiety around not working, please go and read any interview with Judy Finnegan and you'll find it hugely <laughs> reassuring that there is a life beyond this bubble. And you're quite oh, right, people, people not only assume that you've sort of, you know, you're doing nothing if you're not on telly, um, yeah. it's almost like a professional death. And that can often feel very much the case for the person itself. I, and I don't speak for myself here because I'm very much of your school. I go off, I've done lots of other things as well as working on screen. And I like mm. that portfolio. I think it's healthy. I also yeah. feel very uncomfortable at this age being scrutinized through a menopausal lens. <laughs> uh, it's a very hard time to be so public facing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I know. And I think, I mean, social media uh, was, when we were doing it, it was, it was around, but it wasn't as bad as it is at the moment. And, uh, nah. and I, think, I think it's absolutely horrendous. I think, I think the way that, um, and I, I also think that the way you were talking earlier about, um, uh, you know, um, the way that the papers pick up on women on television. Um, we, we, talk, we talk about social media, but actually I think a lot of the press are just as bad because they pick up, they, they, if, if they want to sort of uh, say somebody's awful or made a dreadful remark or something, they, will, they, they, they may say, oh, isn't social media awful? The press may, but they pick it up and they live on it. They love it just the same. It's, you a, know? Great, it's, a, great, yeah. it's a great shame the way that social media has toxified in the way that it has. I mean, when in our final years on, on Richard and Judy at Channel 4, 
it was just kicked, Twitter was just kicking in, and I went on Twitter and stuff, and I used to quite enjoy, we'd come off air, and I'm not saying I did this all the time, but you know, maybe two or three times a week, I'd go on Twitter uh, eight o'clock in the evening just to see what people were saying about the show that night. Um, you know, we'd, we'd gone off air a couple of hours earlier, and it was always interesting. Uh, sometimes it was critical, but it was critical, critical in an intelligent and, and sometimes completely accurate way, um, or it would be complimentary, but it was always a good discussion, and I would join the discussion, and we'd kick it around, and people liked the fact that they could talk to the presenter of the show that they were talking about, and it was civilised, yeah and it was polite you got the occasional you got the occasional uh, stupid remark but by and large it was i always my analogy was this i thought twitter when it started the first two or three years it was a bit like a new pub opening around the corner and you could go into that pub and it's full of strangers but they were on the whole really nice interesting people and you could have a really nice interesting conversation and then leave after an hour or two and now it's this horrible horrible pub that you, the moment you walk in, people are throwing drinks at you, you know, <laughs> yeah, and spilling drinks, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and, and throwing, throwing food at you and swearing at you and letting your, yeah. your car tires down and your car park outside. So you don't go to the pub anymore. So I don't, I don't go on Twitter anymore. It's just, it's pointless because you know. Yeah, and it is a shame. It gives a voice to 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 the voiceless, but and and well, that's great. It also gives a huge volume button to assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. Graham Graham, Graham Norton put it very well in an interview. Uh, a couple of months ago, I read it's very fun. Bing Graham is very funny. He he too has basically retired from Twitter. He just can't can't be bothered with it. And uh, and the interviewer asked yeah, him why, too. and he said, "Well, he said I'll give you an example. He said I've, I've still got my account. He said I could open it now on my phone. He said I could send a message now saying." Morning, everybody. Graham here. Uh, sorry, I've not been with you for, for, for a while. I've been busy. But isn't it a beautiful morning? He said, I'll count down from five, four, three, two, one. Go to the inbox and there'll be a message saying, easy for you to say it's a beautiful morning, you rich bastard. You, know, <laughs> you, you, you just cannot win. You just cannot win. Maybe you got win. Maybe there should be a compulsory Twitter charm school. I mean, maybe, you know, the old Lucy Clayton schools of etiquette. There ought to be, before, before, you, before you go on Twitter, you have to pass a test in politeness and niceness. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell, but, it, but of course it can happen face to face. Very rarely, most people in the real world are polite, you know, and they observe the niceties, or they're just nice people. But occasionally, you you meet somebody who is basically Twitter personified. It happened to me. Judith heard the story so many times. So yes. don't, don't don't roll your eyes. Um, but <laughs> it was it was it was, a, it was a few years ago. When I was, we, were down, we were down in Cornwall, and it was a gorgeous, gorgeous June morning. It's about nine in the morning. So I'm, no one else is on the footpath, and I'm at the highest point, about about three four hundred feet up. And round the bend in front of me, about 50 yards in front of me, coming towards me, was this enormous bloke. And as you as you'll know, Kate, in this business, you, you learn, you, you can't fail to, to learn when you when somebody sees you, if, if they recognize you or not. You, you know, you can see yeah. the impression, they recognize. So, and you can also tell if they like you or not. Yeah. And I could tell straight away that A, this bloke had clocked me and knew I was that bloke off the telly. And B, loathed me. I could tell it. It was all over his face. He loathed me. And as we drew closer and closer, I thought, he's going to say something. I can see he's building up to say something. Oh, my God, this is going to be fun. And it was quite a narrow path, steep drop on down to the sea on one side. And, and we had to sort of to shuffle past each other. And me playing Mr. Innocent, Mr. Nice Guy, I said to him, oh, aren't we lucky? What a morning. What a morning to be out like this. And he... He was so con consumed with a passionate hatred of me that he couldn't form words. And he just sort of went <laughs> and walked on. I thought, OK, so I go to the village and I do my shopping. And I'm coming back about half an hour later. And I'm at exactly the same point on the path, coming in the opposite direction. And blow me down. Same bloke appears coming around from the other side. And now I can see, yes, of course, he recognizes me. Yes, of course, he still hates me. But now I can see the third thing. He thought of what he should have said. 
and what he probably was going to lie to his wife and say that he'd said to, to that bloke off the telly. But now he's got a chance to say it. So he looked a combination of delighted and angry. So we get closer together, we stop. And I, playing the innocent again, said, uh, we meet again and still the sun shines or something crappy like that. And he <laughs> put, his finger very, put his finger very close to my chest and he said, and he was from Birmingham. Apologies for the accent, it's not very good. But he said, I just want you to know that everything you've ever done, everything you've ever said, everything you ever say or do, I loathe and despise. <laughs> and he walked on and I creased, I ab genuinely creased up laughing. I just literally doubled up laughing. And I can still see his face, he turned around. I think he thought he'd sort of destroyed me. And I managed to sort of get through my laugh. I said, no, no, thank you. I said, you've just given me a great story. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> I've never seen him since. So you, you, you can meet a real life Twitter on legs, but it's very rare. It's very rare. Yeah, when eggs come to life. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Uh, and, and, you know, as, as you sit here today, how is, you know, what, what does, yeah, what does a happy life look like for you guys right now? Both of you. It's kids, isn't it? And grandkids. Well, it's, it's having a close family, as I said earlier, and having, and having grandkids. Um, we're very lucky that way. I do like, I do like that freedom. I mean, that is, I sense mm. what's, what I appreciate most out of not having, not doing daily television. Because really, I mean, when when we were right from when I first started working in television, it was daily. It was daily news. On the this morning was daily. Uh, the Richard Judy show was daily. Um, it you know you really can it can take over your entire life and your thought processes and your imagination and everything. You just don't seem to exist beyond it. And I love the freedom of not doing that now. I love the freedom of being able to do. I'd agree with that. I mean, because I only do Good Morning Britain in the same way that Piers used to do it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, and then that's it. But I would say, and I know you'd say this too, that for me, what happiness looks like, and it was in this room that we're talking to you from, this is a dining room, 
Um, we've got kind of an extendable dining table and, and it can, at a pinch, it can seat about 13 or 14 people. And three or four weeks ago, because we got stuck in America at Christmas because we oh, both got COVID and we, couldn't, COVID, and we yeah. couldn't fly home. So we didn't see any of the family yeah. over Christmas and therefore they didn't really see each other. So uh, just at the end of February, we had a very belated Christmas dinner here in the house, here in this room. And everybody, everybody came, everybody came down. Tom and Davina, one of the, one of the twins and his wife and, the, and their daughters came down from Manchester and stayed here and, and, and Jack and his his wife and Kit, their little boy, and Chloe and James. Um, they and were Dan all. Dan and Joe. Um, and Dan and Joe. And Dan and Joe, the, the, one of the other twins, and his wife. They all came here. So the house was full of children and full of our children, and we were all crammed around this table. And I just remember coming, and I cooked a huge turkey, uh, which I got from the local Hampstead butchers. And it was, I remember coming into the room just after I'd kind of plated up, and everybody was, was eating. And we're so lucky not only to have. I think a fabulous family, but they all they all really get on. Um, and as an agony uncle, I get a lot of letters from from people with with you know fractures in the family and how can we heal it and we have this problem. And we don't. And we're so lucky we don't have that in our family. Our kids love each other. You know, we've got a family WhatsApp group which everybody talks to each other on every day, including us. And I just I've and and that's that's a blessing. You know, that doesn't come automatically. Um, it's a it's a blessing. And I just thought coming in the room and you talk about happiness. That's that's my well of happiness. I just looked at them all, you know, from us oldest, you know, you. Well, I won't say how old you are. Me, I'll be 66 in May. And we're going all the way down to the youngest, the youngest kids who are three. And we're all in here together, kind of loving each other. And having a lot of fun. Having a lot of laughs. Yeah, Having a lot of laughs. I mean, the way that, you know, they they. they, they we do have a good time. Oh don't yeah, we? yeah, it's lovely. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. great. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's my great pleasure now. Mm. No doubt about it. <laughs> that is wealth, isn't it? That is your wealth right there. Yes, at Absolutely. your table. Right. Yeah. Absolutely, and it's priceless. Yeah. it's priceless. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I cannot thank the the pair of you enough, not just for your time today, but for kind of everything. Because when I walked into Telly, you were two of the first hands I I latched onto. You were unflailingly kind always generous with your time your encouragement you're a class act the pair of you and you taught me so much and um to see you to hear you so happy and to see your children those little ones that used to run around that studio tearing the place up <laughs> thriving and doing so well it's just it's just a lovely thing so thank you both and continued success with everything you do and more importantly everything you choose not to do yeah. Ah, that's there's the rock. Yeah, well put, Kate. Kate, you you're making me cry. I feel I can feel my <laughs> eyes burning. That's so sweet of you. Thank you very much. That's it's really true. nice. Thank it's you. Very kind of you. It's Thank very you. true. And and you know what? I don't know what playground young up and coming presenters get to go and play in anymore. Um, maybe it's still this morning studio, and maybe Holly and Phil are paying that kind mm -hmm. of kindness forward. I'm not there, but. Um, I know that, that that meant so much to me. And for the purposes of researching this show, I sat and watched the other night and I thought, I'll just, I'll just have a little five minutes with it. And I did the full show. I watched your last this morning because I was, I was there with you wow. on yeah. the day. Do you remember when George yeah. Michael phoned in oh, and savaged Paul, savaged Paul O'Grady, which was really fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with, yeah. with George telling Denise Robertson that he was her biggest fan. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you a quick story about about George Michael, who was in this again this room that we're sitting in now, our dining room. We um we would it was about three years before we left this morning and went to Channel Four, and uh, it was about two weeks before Christmas. And Judy and I were launching. It was a Monday. We were launching 
that year's this morning Christmas appeal. It was it was some children's charity, and so we we had the V something that you would have done a VT of some kind, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and the num and the numbers to ring and the lines to call and you know a studio interview, big launch. Okay, that's the Christmas charity, and we came off air at uh, half past twelve, and our then editor was waiting for us in the corridor just outside the studio, hopping from one foot to the other with excitement, and uh, she said, "Guess how much we've raised already for the charity?" And we said, "How much?" She said almost a hundred thousand pounds which was unprecedented and we said what how how well, that's she said because we had one donation of fifty thousand pounds from one person and we said who from she's like i can't tell you i'm sworn to secrecy so we basically grabbed her by the earlobes and said who from tell us and she said well, it's, it's george michael said George Michael watches the show. We didn't, none of us knew this. George Michael watches the show all the time. He saw the thing and he's phoned in and he's pledged and it's gone through the bank. He's in the bank now, 50,000 pounds. I said, well, we've got to call him and thank him. So they got his number for us. We came home here to our, our house and that evening at about six o'clock, um, I'm in the other room and Judy's with me and I'm a bit nervous, you know, we've met them all, but bloody hell, it's George Michael. So I dialed his number yeah. and he said, he lives you still live just around the corner in Highgate, about a mile away from here. So uh, the phone rings, hello, and it's George Michael's voice. You know, oh my God, I'm talking to George Michael on the phone. Um, so I said, George, it's, it's Richard Mayley. I know you didn't want any, any of us to know, and we're off. And we have this conversation, and I thank him for that. And we get chatting, and we have a lovely little five or ten minutes chat, and Judy's like earwigging behind me. She wouldn't make the call, because she's too, too, shy. Too, too, too shy. And then I just heard myself saying, I said, you are just you live in Highgate, don't you, just around the corner? He said, yeah. I said, well, we're in Hampstead. I said, done. Um, I think we should say thank you to more than just a phone call. Do you think you could come around for, say, Sunday lunch at some time? He said, I can come around this Sunday. And Judy is going, no, this is too much. No, this is too much. And I'm saying, yeah, we can do this Sunday. Um, okay. And I gave him the address. And one o'clock, he said, can I bring Kenny? And Kenny was his lovely American boyfriend at the time. And I said, yeah, sure, bring Kenny. Right, one o'clock Sunday. And I put the phone down and I turned around and Judy was standing on her head. I've never seen... Never seen my wife do a handstand before, but she was standing on her head with the <laughs> Just um, couldn't believe that George fucking Michael was coming to our house for lunch. Um, so, fla so flash forward a few days, and I'm in the kitchen because I do the cooking. I'm in the kitchen preparing whatever we were having beef. I think it was for, for Sunday duck. lunch. Well, it was duck. That's right. It's dressed up. Um, and it's bang on one o'clock. The doorbell goes, and I go, you know, wipe my hands on my pinny, and go to the to the door and open it, and there is. George, it's like a beetle standing on your doorstep. There's George Michael with his shades and his leathers and he looked and his stubble and he looked great because he, 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 yeah. he, was, he was about to go on tour. So he, he was on a diet and he was looking after himself. This is, this is before he fell into serious drug use. And, and his very, very gorgeous boyfriend, Kenny, behind him. And they come in um, and it was a little bit, little bit, you know, at first, but after a few minutes, we got on, and they were here for hours, weren't About they? Seven hours. Seven hours. Mm. I remember George coming into the kitchen just before I served up, in his shades and his leathers. George Michael's in my kitchen, and he said, "Just want to say, Rich, uh, no." He said, "I just want to say, no carbs, if you don't mind, no carbs." And I didn't know what that. I've never heard that before. I didn't know what he meant. And I said, <laughs> I, "Sorry, I don't, I don't understand what." He said, "No carbohydrates." He said, "I'm going on tour in a couple of weeks, and I'm, I'm, I'm still losing weight. So no potatoes, no parsley, none of that. I'll just have the meat and the gravy and the greens. It's fine." So I gave him a plate with no carbs, and you know what? In one minute, he picked up his fork and he was nicking roasters off everybody else's plate. <laughs> Not even his plate. Um, but uh, no, he was he was a he was a lovely man, and it was lovely. he was lovely. lovely. He, he, used to, he used to refer to his his singing voice um, with, without pomposity as as quote my gift. And we knew what he meant because it was a gift. I mean, his voice was extraordinary. Was. And, and talking about how he had to guard it and look after it and, you know, not smoke and all that kind of stuff. 
And then, you know, we, we, we stayed friends for, for a few years and then he just got lost in serious drug use and he withdrew from everybody. You couldn't talk to him. You couldn't help him. You couldn't grab him by the elbow and drag him back. He just, uh, he just disappeared into, into drug abuse and then, of course, died. And it was, hor- it was a real waste of a human being and of a, of a, a musical genius and of a lovely man. But was he, just... was, he, he was a lovely man. He was a lovely man. Yeah. Regardless of whatever his um, predilections may have been or his substance abuse, mm. he remained yeah. uh, the most generous and, and, the, and with the kindest of hearts. Absolutely. Can I just tell you both that I knew about George coming to your house for Rose Star. Did you? Because he, because he told me. Did he? <laughs> and can I tell you how he told me? Go on. He went, I went to fucking Richard and Judy's house. He was just as starstruck as you. You loons. <laughs> that is no. so fun. No one's ever told us that before. How yes. funny is that? I became, I literally like you, Judy, I became, I was very shy around George because I was his biggest fan. He called in Modern Loose yeah. Women and left me his number. I, I refused to take it because I thought if I've had a few drinks and I phone him up, I'll show myself up. Um, so, so I did say to the producer, leave my number with George. And we became, you know, we, we would have these extraordinarily wonderful gossipy conversations on the phone where he'd ring up and just ask me the most random things about something he'd seen on telly. And there were, and then yeah. he did say, I've been to Richard and Judy's for Sunday lunch. And <laughs> if, I, if I couldn't sort of enlighten him on a certain rumour or a piece of gossip, he might say, I'll give Richard a call. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, bless him. Really bless him. Bless him. He was, he was, um, do you know what? I feel very, very, very lucky to have known him. Um, And not just because of his phenomenal talents, just because he was truly, um, but we talk about handprints, he left one on me, for sure. Absolutely. It's funny, um, I was on Desert Island Discs a few years ago and I and, and I kicked myself afterwards, you know, because you know, it's really hard to pick your records, you know, you don't know, you know you're leaving stuff out that you'll remember later. And I really wish that I'd picked George live at Wembley at that Queen concert when he came on to sing Freddie Mercury Memorial. Some, absolutely. What a... In fact, as soon as we finish this, I'm going I'm to okay. Google it and listen to it again. Okay, can I, can I add to that? that? Can I say, before you Google the actual performance... Watch first the rehearsal footage that exists on YouTube. It's all there. You'll see he turns up to rehearse. He's got the shades on. He's definitely been off the carbs. And, and, but there's David Bowie in the corner watching, stood next to Seal, right? They're all there rehearsing the day before the show. George comes in, picks up the mic. I get, I get goosebumps. He's been reciting this and he nails it to the point that you've got David Bowie smoking a cigarette that literally stops smoking and is like, what? It is almost better than the actual performance. Please watch it and then really? message me and tell me if you get hairs on I the back of your neck and a handstand up. Yeah, I've amazing. never seen that. Uh, as always, I can oh. talk to you forever, but I know you've got a box of books to, okay. to dive into. Thank you both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we have. Thank you, Kate. It thank was you, lovely. Kate. We it's really lovely. enjoyed it. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, darling. Thank you. Not as much as me, let me tell you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Ah. So there we are. That concludes our two-part chat with Richard and Judy, the legends, the purveyors of daytime television, the creators of its template. Uh, Thank you both so much for your time. As always, White One Question Time has been produced by me, Kate Thornton, alongside Ben Robbins and the Yahoo Studios team. Editing is by Eleanor Humphreys and our music comes courtesy of Andy Bell. We'll be back next week with more great guests. But until then, thank you so much. 
for loaning us your ears. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.